This episode of Saturday Morning Rewind is brought to you by Voice Chasers. Find out more about the voice actor you hear on this episode at voicechasers.com. Voice Chasers, celebrating the art of voice acting since 1996. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. Of course, my name is Tim Nadell, and I will be your host for this episode, as usual, actually. (laughs) But I would be truly honored if you guys just took a few seconds out of your time and followed me online. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Saturday Rewind. It's all one word. And starting right now is my first official announcement. I just started a brand new Instagram and Twitter account. So please go follow that second channel. It's at Tim the Tune Man. All one word again, Tim the Tune Man. I'll talk more about what that account is about just in a few moments here. But first, this interview I have for you today, I am super excited to get out there because I personally love it. I say that quite a bit, I know I do, and I always mean it, but this episode, it's with the amazingly talented Lori O'Brien, who gave Miss Piggy her voice in Muppet Babies from 1984 to 1991. Um, yes, Nanny. Uh, we were just... Uh, ouch. I'm um, collecting stamps. I just love stamps. Don't you, Nanny? I don't think I need to tell you how amazing Muppet Babies was and still is, honestly, because it is one of the most beloved shows of all time. I haven't told Lori that in my interview. It is one of my personal all-time favorites, and that means a lot because I watched a lot of cartoons in the uh, 80s and 90s, as you guys all know. So I have her on my show to chat about how she got involved, how she created the voice, how amazing the rest of the voice cast was of Muppet Babies. It was a true honor to have her on the show. But of course, before I play you the interview, please make sure to go to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a growing family going on there. And another announcement I'm making right now for the very first time. We now have a second YouTube channel that's going to go along with my two new Instagram and Twitter accounts. This new channel is simply called That80sKid slash Tim Liddell because I'm going to be taking you guys on a life journey of mine as I do all these things that uh, 80s kids would love to watch, honestly, because I'm going to take you to all the conventions I go to, behind-the-scenes stuff at the conventions, behind-the-scenes stuff of the uh, YouTube show that I do, Unboxing Toys. I'll take you along to the uh, panels that I may be hosting at upcoming conventions. You guys can come with me on a journey to my Disneyland trips. So the second channel is kind of like a vlog channel, where every single video on this channel will feature me in the video. And I promise you, it will not be boring, I promise you. If you're an 80s kid or even a 90s kid, I think you're going to love it. 
Again, this channel is called That80sKid slash Tim Nidell, and I have all the links on the website. If you go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com, you'll see the YouTube link right there in the corner and in the middle of the page. If you click on that, it'll take you to a page where you can choose either one, either the official Saturday morning channel, which is still going to go strong, I promise you that, and this new channel. So please go subscribe to both of those right there. One more quick announcement. I want to give a thanks to our Patreon supporters for the month of September. Thank you again, Jared Tolbert, Mike Clemens, Erica Palello, Caitlin O'Color for one, Gemma Bright, Tori Garvin, Jeff Peterson, and Q Fortier. Again, thank you all so much for your support. It's just amazing because all your guys' proceeds are helping me get to actually a convention in October. I'm gonna be at the LA Comic Con last weekend of October. And it's because you guys, I'm able to do that. And a lot of great content will come from me being there. I promise you that. So thank you so much. And if you're listening and you don't contribute right now on Patreon, if you can't, first of all, I totally understand. Just having you listen to my show is an honor. Thank you for listening. But if you want to help out, you can. Um, starts at only two bucks a month. Just go to our donation tab on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and you'll see how you can join on Patreon right there. But anyways... I'm excited to get this interview out there. Like I said, I love it. She's amazing. And uh, here she is, the one and only Lori O'Brien. It's very amazing to talk to you. It's it's such a pleasure because I was a huge, huge fan, still am, of Muppet Babies. It, it pretty much molded me as a kid. I, I was five when it came out. So I think oh, I was... Oh, that's the perfect Exactly, age. exactly. Oh yeah, it's just amazing how many people when i run into them millennials who like grew up on muppet babies and will say oh wow you just like changed my life you were my you were my companion while i you know every saturday morning yeah you know before anybody was up i was there with you 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 raised me or something like that. Yep. <laughs> it's oh, it's it's a truth though because back in those days and it's pretty much the same way now is a lot of adults worked a lot of the time and so we were kind of raised by television a little bit Oh, I know. I know. It's really true. It's really true. And it, and, and, um, and here's the thing too, is, is that when I, somebody will find out that I was piggy, you know, you know, on a social, you know, out someplace and somebody will say something and, and I will, and I will do the voice, uh-huh. the, the cha- and somebody who watched me, watched it, Muppet Babies all the time. You can tell that they know that I'm not like doing an invitation of her but that I am her because their face will just change miraculously into this sweetness they'll just go back to being five years old yeah and you can see the depth to which the meaning that it that Mm -hmm. it had to be there and and it's it's an amazing thing to have been able to do you know let's go back a little way so our show is all about reliving childhood so I usually like to ask what was your childhood like as a kid I had a great childhood. Tell me about it. Well, um, I had a mother, my mother and a father, and a, and a sister who's uh, four and a half years older than me. And because of that, because of the the age difference between my sister and and, and me, I I was um, I was alone a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because she wasn't like a sibling that we, we played in rough and tumble. But there was a lot of love in my family. And, um, of course, I grew up, like, television was invented, 
we didn't have a television until I was five, I think. Okay. And then the big thing that was on television was that we watched that my sister especially loved was Howdy Doody. Yeah. Those puppets, those those great, those magnificent <laughs> things. The children's the children's uh, programming at that at, at that time were just so precious and and lovely. I mean, it's like like our our Mr. Rogers, you know. I'm, although mm-hmm. I was not a Mr. Rogers fan, and I was older when he came about, but it was the, mm-hmm. it was in that vein, you know, Bozo the Clown, yeah, or the mirror, the magic mirror, and you know, I I I wasn't a I didn't I didn't get sat in front of the television a lot, but I did have the experience of it. Yeah. Sounds amazing. How did yeah. you, would, and would, it was black and white. And when we wanted to have color, <laughs> you'll love this. They put an orange plexiglass or piece of plastic or something over it to make it color. But what? it was like just orange and dark orange. It was really hysterical. What was that about? I have never they heard about anybody doing that. Time I went, that's not color television. What are you <laughs> <laughs> it probably just blew your mind when you finally got to see a real color television then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we had the puppets. We had we had uh, Howdy Doody and Clarabelle puppets. Nice. Like the string puppets at home. So we acted, you know, when my sister especially loved loved that. And, and you know, she was old enough to manipulate the puppets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so we did that. But we were still, you know, into the imagination of things. And that was the thing is, is it really stimulated still our imaginations, the, what that did in back then yeah, yeah. It's great yeah speaking of speaking of toys right here in front of me i have my original 1980s muppet baby toys that were released in uh mcdonald's and the kids meals I oh think. yeah i have those too i love I those them, yeah in my studio i i do a lot of artwork now and i have a studio and i have all of the little plastic thing with her sitting um let's see no fozzy sitting on a on a rocker yep rocking, rocking horse, horse yep. or something right right and She's in a car, right? Yep. Yeah, she's in the car. Right. Gonzo is on the tricycle, and uh, Kermie is on a skateboard. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I loved those yeah. toys as a kid. Love those toys. I still love those toys. Yeah. So, how did you get involved in, in voiceover? Well, it was by it was kind of a a fluky thing. I mean, I did some. I I came to Los Angeles from Denver, and when I was in Denver, I did some. Uh, some voiceovers sometimes I, I did I, I worked for the uh, um, blind for the books books for the blind okay. I volunteered my time and I used to read novels you know I used to go in and pain, painstakingly go work my way through these you know <laughs> 600 page novels for the blind institute I guess we, I guess that's what it was and um, and I did a, you know a lot of things and then when I moved to, to Los Angeles there was no way that that was going to happen you just don't dive into the voiceover business mm-hmm. but i i landed a a play in in uh 1980 81 or something shortly after i got here about a year after i got to los angeles in which i played um a schizophrenic it was called mary barnes and um i it was a 3 hour play where you know it was based i played mary barnes in mary barnes i was a schizophrenic i had done a lot of work in in Denver with um, theater workshops with people in mental institutions. So I had a lot of experience in this and I was, you know, a big fish in a small pond Uh there and I came here to be an actor. So I did this play and Herb Tannen, the one of the hottest, best agents in Los Angeles came and saw that play 
and was really affected by it and wrote me a letter uh, saying that I had changed his life with my portrayal and that hmm. he would be interested to see anything that I would ever do again. So I did this at the Odyssey Theater, a small theater in, in town. Won a lot of awards for mm -hmm. it. And, so. and um, then I went to a see a play someplace, and Herb happened to be in the audience. And, and I saw him. I recognized him. He recognized me, I mean. And he again said, anything that you ever do, I want to see. And it just so happened that I was doing a comedy right after that um, at, at the Los Angeles uh, Theater Company. And which I thought would be a really good thing for him to, to see after that dramatic thing that I had done. Mm -hmm. So I, so he came and then he wrote me another, or then he called me afterwards and he said, you know, you, I just believe that you can do anything. And um, do you do voiceovers? And I said, no, never have. Not really, not really. And he said, well, I'd like to be a kind of patron for you in the sense that offer you like, I want to take you on as a as a client, and I'm going to start sending you out for voiceovers because I think you could do just you know you could do anything. Uh -huh. So, the first audition that he sent me out for um, was for Hanna Barbera, and it was to do the voices of animals on screen with little with funny voices like Lucille Ball or something you know like mm -hmm. that that kind of thing. And if I recall the the audition correctly. I was so out of my comfort zone that I just did. I just alternated from hello, there's blah blah to you know. I just, I just was, in my estimation, horrible uh -huh. at it. But apparently, I was good enough to get two callbacks for it. I didn't didn't get any jobs, but that was very encouraging because obviously I was doing more than just la 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 up and down mm -hmm. on this scale. Also, at that time. I walked around constantly saying to people in this little girl's voice, oh, um, I'm a little, I love to be around you. You're just the sweetest person in the world. I am going to make a million dollars off of this voice right here. I don't know. That was just a thing I did, right? <laughs> Not knowing what I was doing. So skip ahead. I'm doing a one-woman show that I have written, and I'm in the midst of rehearsals for it. And my, um, I get a phone call from Herb. It says, Hi. Lori, do you know how to do um, Miss Piggy as a child? And I said, I hadn't thought about it, but I suppose I could do that. Yeah. He goes, good, because I just lied and said that you could do that in three other voices. And I said, well, that's okay. And he goes, you have this audition tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I said, oh, you know, Herb, I'm, I'm so ensconced in this this rehearsal here and i you know i'm just not interested i don't really know who the muppets are i'm like not you know i didn't have a, a video tape uh, i mean a, a vcr at the time i just was you know so involved i was really involved in the in theater and he said no you, you misunderstand me you will go tomorrow this is huge you will be there wow so i so i canceled my rehearsal and i went to the local video store and I picked up um, the Muppet movie and I took it over to a friend's house with my tape recorder, my little cassette tape recorder. And I watched the movie and I grabbed some places where Piggy spoke, you know, really clearly. Like I think it was, uh, um, hello. Uh, this is 
my, my name is Miss Piggy, and I'm going to be a high fashion model. You know, something like that. Yeah. And I just like put a few of them together, and then I added that little girl voice that I'm going to make a million dollars with. And I just kind of combined the two, and I would like listen to the the tape and imitate it in that voice as opposed to that. And then I took that that tape with me to the audition. And um, and Hank Saroyan the, and Bob Richard were, you know, were, were there and were the, the most amazing, coolest people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I would start to lose the voice, um, Bob Richardson, I'm sorry, I, 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 I didn't say his name quite correctly, Bob Richardson. Um, when I would start to lose, lose it, you know, and slip into just a little girl and not have piggies because it's a rhythm thing. You know, you're, what I was looking for with piggy was, was like her, her attitude. I mean, one of the things they say, you know, about voiceovers, especially if you're trying to imitate somebody, I, I now do, um, a lot of, uh, looping for other people or, mm-hmm. you know, people think that I sound like Susan Sarandon. I look like her and I sound like her as well. <laughs> and so, but it's not, it's an attitude. It's, it's rhythms and stuff like that. So anyway, he would say, go, you're losing it. Listen to the tape. So I would turn around and I would listen to the tape again and then come back and finish the script. And, um, that's how I did. I guess there were a lot of people who auditioned 750 or wow. something down there. And, uh, I got to do it. I thought that I was going to get Gonzo, but my <laughs> wonderful, beautiful, wonderful, sweet friend, Lucy Taylor, of course, yes. is Gonzo. And um, and I'm glad that happened because she and I have the most incredibly long-term, deep relationship of, that any people could have. Oh, and wow. my blessing was to work with her. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, as they put it, hang out with her just a little bit last summer. Probably the sweetest lady I've ever met, honestly. Oh, oh she is. And, you know, and, and every bit of of that sweetness is is the way she lives every moment of her life Mm. lucy taylor is one of the most gracious generous people of spirit i mean she has uh, well i i can't even begin to tell you how close our friendship is yeah uh, one of my favorite memories of all time honestly was Mm. when i met her and uh when she was leaving she came up and gave me a kiss on my cheek and that just stayed with me Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I I go out with her a lot, and the um, the light that she sheds as she walks, it's almost like you can almost see it, like yeah. following her yeah. and preceding her and surrounding her. You know, she's she's a um, she's a a rare and lovely, lovely human being. Definitely. Now let's go back a little bit. You say you didn't really know much about the Muppets, and that's because. You know, you're so involved in your plays, which I understand. I've done some plays, and you're there 24-7, even if you're not there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. So, right, and I was trying to make it here in Los Angeles as a a, a a newbie, and coming to Los Angeles rather late in, in life or trying to break into um, uh, the movie business, you know, and and my my way of doing it was through theater. And I was very fortunate that that uh, play... Not only got me into the uh, voiceover business, but it also, you know, that's where I got my television career, which uh-huh. uh, was has been great as well. Yeah, but I- no, I yes, I didn't know the Muppets, which is really crazy, really crazy. And I just found out the other night that my girlfriend 
uh, Janice Liebhart, who wrote the music for the the Muppet Babies, uh-huh. brilliantly. She didn't know about the Muppets either. Wow. So it was like weird because, of course, the Muppets were huge. <laughs> yeah. at that time. But I was a little confused whether they were Sesame. Yeah, Street I can see that. Or, you know, I, I didn't know. I couldn't. I didn't know the difference. And I, you know, it's a terrible thing, but that. But it's the truth. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, as a kid, I was confused as well because every now and then a character would show up on Sesame Street and I was confused. So you, you weren't alone. Oh, good. <laughs> Tell me about Jim Henson. Oh, Jim Henson. Brilliant, brilliant mm-hmm. man. And, and again, a generous soul and so creative, you know, um, in the present, you know, a present person. Who was willing? I remember that one of the most precious things was the first, our first gathering as the Muppet Babies, um, and Frank Oz and Jim Henson both were there. Wow. And the generosity, you know, you worry, you're, 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 you know, you are taking because by the time, of course, I got the job and and I, I was very informed at that point about jim and frank and and the muppets and so on and so forth and and was pretty awed by by what was happening to me and the great honor that i had to take on this character but it was already an established character Mm -hmm. and so you know you have a certain amount of um respect and um responsibility to not like change change what has been established because something about what these people have done has made it right and I wanted to be true to the character as an actor you want to do that mm-hmm. right and um, but at that meeting Jim was so you know he, he adored Hank Saroyan and and really like in front of everybody sort of gave it over said look I trust you I trust all of you and that's what they both did was say, this is yours, go with it, you know, be, be yourselves, bring to it what you have in your heart and soul and make the characters your own. You know, we've established it. And so, mm-hmm. so with that, that cross communication, our commitment to them, their commitment to us, I think that's one of the things that made the Muppet Babies so great because the Muppet Babies, I still think are unique Mm-hmm. In the and I can tell you that from my experience working with everybody, you know, all of my my acting partners and the directors and producers, that there was such heart and spirit and um, humanity involved. We got along so well as a group, as a as a uh, as an ensemble. There was so much laughter and and um, friendship involved in the production that that can't help but come through mm-hmm. when you watch it. I believe that's the reason that we made such an impact. That's the reason it was so it was so popular is because of what went on in our recording of it and also in the blessing that Jim Henson gave us. Yeah. I you can you can see, you can feel the heart through the screen as an audience member. You're so right about that. Yeah, because you know that's the truth. It's the chemistry. No matter, even though we, it's a cool medium. Medium. We have, you know, there's the, the, you know, and, and two, it's two steps, two steps removed. You know, we have, um, it's television, it's 
character it's cartoon characters Mm -hmm. it's just voices but there's a chemistry that you feel you know and that's true of you know when you watch a a a love scene on television you know and you see two beautiful people um kissing or you know being with each other and you're kind of left cold and then two other people that maybe even aren't quite as beautiful as that have a love scene and you're just like moved to tears (laughs) by it it's because of what's going on between the people yeah. No matter how much we even separate that, the people at the core of anything is what is going to make the difference. And the people that were involved in this project were all stellar, deep, spiritual people. And as as corny as it sounds, that's what makes the difference. Mm-hmm. I even hear that uh, Dave Couillet and Frank Welker had to be separated because they always were cracking up too much. <laughs> I don't remember that. We never, we never stopped. It. I, I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, that could be true uh, because perhaps we couldn't get on with the thing. But our sessions were very long. I mean, we blocked out the entire day to do them, and we were, we were paid by the day. We weren't paid by the hour anyway, okay. so it didn't really make any difference. I, although I guess, um, I mean, because they really wanted to take, you know, Hank was so, uh, and and Bob were so fastidious about getting it right. And, um, and really we did, we, there, laughter was the main ingredient. And of course, (laughs) laughter is healing. It was supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. And that was the other thing that was so great about it. Parents, adults could watch our show and be involved with it. I mean, that, that connection between the movies that were going on during that time and stuff was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. Mm -hmm. I, I still love watching it with my kids nowadays, even though we don't have an official release of it. I've seen, I think on YouTube has a couple like episodes you can watch and everything like that, but my kids love it and I love watching it with them. I know it's crazy. It's crazy good. And it is, it is crazy that it's not out before, you know, it's not really accessible to, to other people. I only have, um, Janice tracked down a lot of episodes and got me copies of them, but they're not very good because they're exactly. yep. third, fourth generation, mm-hmm. you know, so they're kind of fuzzy and yeah. Not, not Ho- great hopefully quality. one day we'll at least get some episodes out. I- I'm sure it's because of all the uh, movies, you know, clips they would feature on every episode. I think that's what ties it up. Oh, you know, you might be right. That's, yeah. That's I, probably I true. think that's, that's what probably... it is. And so I can, and but... so maybe when they get into be being public domain, exactly. Or and also, yeah. right now, Disney owns Muppets. Disney also owns Indiana Jones and Star Wars. And so I can see them release at least releasing the episodes that featured those material. Oh, yeah. Right. Good point. Yeah. That's a good idea. That would be. Except that they have a, another um, Muppet Babies that, they've, that they exactly. Exactly. are doing right now. So I guess that's have probably you, not going to happen. Have you seen and, any of the new episodes of the new I series? Ha- I, I haven't. No. I haven't either. I think it's for it's a different feel. That's what it seems. It seems more like a uh, like a Sesame Street style of show. Correct. Yes, it does. It feels it feels more uh, younger and mm-hmm. and more deliberate or something. Yeah. You know, less, you know, I mean, that was the other thing about about that series was the abandon with with you know the 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 creative abandon. I mean, it was all about teaching children how to have how to be creative. Mm-hmm. You know taking sticks and putting together and going off into your imagination. It was really, really about that. There was, uh, you know, and, 
and 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 an abandon to it. I think. Yeah, it it got me personally as a six, a five year old, six year old. It got me interested in books. Is that right? Yeah, it did. How did it do that? There's, I can remember many episodes where it involves you know the stories jumping to a book. Oh, and just right. reliving the memories of the, or reliving the story of the book. So that had me just interested in reading books. That's right, because we would take uh, cart or um, um, uh, fairy tales and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and and Piggy, I remember sitting all right, and there's even I think in the in the uh, preview or the um, opening song, isn't there? Aren't we sitting there with books or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you look back at it now, it's I think it's been like what, 34, 35 years since maybe no, 34. It hasn't, it hasn't been that long because my son was we we were still making them once my my son is 28 now and he and he let's see we started we did 107 episodes I believe between the years of let's see we I think we stopped in 91. That or sounds something. right. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. So 90 how how long ago was that? Well, yeah, you're almost, it, it's not quite 30. I've been married 30 years, so I know I was doing them while I was married. So, so it can't be that long. So maybe more like 25. Oh, oh big deal. No, 23. Uh, Whatever. It's crazy. I, I know it's been a long time, but do any like stories stick out of any of the episodes for you? No, but I always, I always go back to the, what, what really sticks out is the song that I sang about, um, Turn up all the spotlights, let everybody see. I know what you really want. Me, me, me. I'm going far. I can't help being a star. There's no denying what we are. I can't help being a star. It's destiny. I'll be a rock and roll celebrity. I'll have luxuries like diamonds and furs. And yep, all the chocolate ice cream I can eat. I'll have a bathtub in my car. I can't help being a star. <laughs> I'm not really sure what episode that was. But I remember that song. Well, wow. how, how do you still remember that? That is remarkable. I don't know. I don't know. It, well, it was a great, it was a great solo, right? Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> That's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Janice, the 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 songs in this in this thing were just so incredible. Yeah. Alan O'Day yeah. and Janice Leaphart did those, and oh my god, yeah. Oh, oh, and I'll tell you, you stand up there singing those songs or or doing this business, doing this at all, and you just go, oh, I'm I'm the most blessed person in the world. Listen, I mean, I'm being paid to just play, to just do this, to be a pig. They used to people used to say. <laughs> Hey pig, come over here and sit down with me. And you know, I just follow the, the pig. Nice. So shortly after Muppet Babies wrapped, you got involved in another show that I loved as a I guess I was a preteen at this point. It was Crow in nineteen ninety three. Tell me about your involvement with Crow. Well, Crow was fabulous. I loved Crow because it was so educational. Mm-hmm. See, um, you know, different than than Muppet Babies. Once again, really great people working on it. I I um I got that job uh, through an audition with Calmonson, I think, over at Calmonson, if I recall. Quite different than Piggy, but Southern, big, mm-hmm. big, heavy. Oh God, that was that 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 was nice, but it was a not. Um, we didn't record 
with each other as much as we did with the Muppet oh, Baby. Okay. I, I a lot of times went in by myself or with two other people or something. Um, so I didn't have the uh, the ensemble camaraderie that we do. I was surprised that it didn't that it didn't go on longer though. Mm-hmm. I think I only, thought it was really good. Yeah, I think it was only like maybe fourteen episodes if I remember correctly. I think you're right. I think it was like yeah. maybe. Maybe only one season, or was it two seasons of seven? See, we used to do, yeah, originally, true. when back in, in uh, Muppet Babies days, we would get 13 every year. You know, they would just, uh-huh. like, we'd have 13 episodes. Things were so different. Things uh, things changed radically in the 90s, as far as the, um, I mean, what one of the things that I feel blessed about is, is that Crow was not following along what was becoming trendy at the time, which was this kind of mean-spirited um, direction that I think that cartoons have gone into. Yeah. And just kind of you know, social uh, malfeasance. I don't know. It's just like, you know, and, and maybe the reason that Crow wasn't as popular was because it was kind of old-fashioned-y, and yeah. it was educational. I That's mean, it true. was about a little boy, you know, like learning about life and and science, mm-hmm. you know, it was science. It was there was science edu- edu- education going on, and maybe that wasn't trendy. You're probably right because around that time we had shows like Batman animated series, you had shows like X Men, who are much more they focus more on the action and the violence, honestly, than they do educating and just a storyline. Right, and there was Spider Man, which yep. I did, uh, you, you were part know, of that, yeah, yeah. I was part of that, but but uh, again, uh, minimum involvement. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was a guest guest i would i would i would say you know i did a few episodes of you know the secretary genevieve i guess it was yeah that's right and um you know a nickelodeon um it it just changed it just changed and and a lot of work went to uh canada Mm -hmm. at the time um I don't know. There's, it, I, I miss the '80s. I miss those those cartoons. I think yeah. that we're missing we're missing the boat here. Yep. With, for our, with our children. I completely agree. I don't watch modern cartoons. Uh, my my kids every now and then do, but honestly, for the most part, we pop in an '80s or '90s, early '90s cartoon. And yeah, they, and I they think enjoy that, that. They're, they're more beneficial to the emotional, psychological health of our children. Than the things that are that are out there right now, because because even if they're like what we were talking about, a different direction that um, uh, the new Muppet Babies is going is that the, we we okay during the Muppet during the uh, during the writing right and I wrote one of the episodes uh, I was a partial writer to one of the episodes yeah. of, of Muppet Babies so I was in on 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 this and they. We we used large words. We learned we used really big vocabulary. And sometimes somebody would say, "Oh, you can't use that word," mm-hmm. you know. And we would say, "Yeah, we can because mm-hmm. because the kids will come, rise to the occasion." And I think that things talk down to children now. Yes, yes. Somebody yes. else won that. Somebody won, somebody else won that that debate. Mm-hmm. And. And that's unfortunate. So that it goes one way or the other. It's violent. It's mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. There's like children interacting with each other on a really nasty level. Or they're talking down to, down to children. Now, I have to say that I, like you, do not watch a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I have no reason to anymore. But what when I do, 
for, for some reason. I do have grandchildren, um, but, but they don't watch much television. It's, it's, it, the point being is, is that I'm not real happy with what I see. Nope, me either. Me and, and I don't <laughs> want to expose my people to it. And it seems like nowadays cartoons are just made for kids who have no attention span, you know? Oh, well, isn't that our, exactly. our society That's, right now? You know? I mean, pretty much everybody, yeah, exactly. And it's just sad. It really is. Yeah, because that's a good point. Because, because back them up a baby, and crow for that matter. Mm-hmm. That's what it required. Yeah. Was you know there was a, a story that lasted that whole half hour. Yep. It wasn't resolved until the end of that half hour, and it was complex. Yeah, and I can remember other series of the eighties where a storyline would go on for the whole season, and they don't do yeah, that nowadays. Right. That's right. I mean, and the Smurfs were great. And, yes, yes. And the and the and um, and the um, Rugrats. Oh, Rugrats! Wasn't Rugrats <laughs> wonderful? Yeah, that was a fun show. That it was ahead of its time, I think, honestly. I, well, actually, I, it was I, it was kind of like Muppet Babies if you think about it. It's, it's very similar. It's like the '90s version of Muppet Babies. Right, right, and they were the last one. But you know, and it made that Rugrats that started us on the on the um, slightly mean-spirited though because it was a little mean-spirited yeah you think about it but not but not in a bad way more in like a feisty um feisty yeah i can see that the little uh, in between you know characters a little bit not mean mean like you say but it's it's there they're not as sweet everybody which is yeah but but they learned good lessons Mm -hmm. you know and then there's then because then there's the opposite extreme there's my little pony Mm-hmm. Which you see is very popular because it's sweet. Saccharine perhaps, but sweet. Good lessons. I don't know. I must be. I'm probably biased with the Muppet Babies thing. <laughs> well, you should be. <laughs> it's, just it's because easy I, you know, because I know it from the inside, yeah. and I'm just telling you, the inside was such a blessing. Yeah. I, thing to be able to no it, i'm sorry I, I i went back i i went back we didn't go move forward i apologize i i can go back to my babies anytime you want to i'm fine <laughs> with that <laughs> i still claim I, I still say it's around my maybe fifth favorite cartoon of all time oh so. that's, nice. that's great all time so after crow you didn't really do much more voiceover like you said you did spider-man i believe another series i don't remember offhand um but how is voiceover something you want to do more of if you can? You know, I, I would always do that. And I do do voiceovers. Like right now, you know, I have this this ongoing um, thing that I do for uh, teaching medical things. You know, I don't have a particularly distinctive voice. I don't have mm-hmm. a naturally high, young, youthful voice or anything. I have to manipulate it. And there's so many, you know, fabulous people that are are. are have, do that and con- continue to do that. I, I, um, I, I narrate a book periodically. I have this ongoing voiceover gig that I do there. I show up on on things other places. But I, I at the time, like right after around that time that you're talking about, that I, you know, I, I kind of dropped out of the voiceover business. <clears throat> I was um, doing a lot of theater, and I, I got some jobs that a job, one job in particular that lasted for a couple of years it took me out of town to okay. new york and to you know around so and once you drop out of that loop mm-hmm. you kind of d- 
drop out of that loop. Yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I can see that because um, I'm, I'm friends with uh, Katie Lee, who is on Muppet Babies, and she found a loop as well, and she says it's hard to get back. Yeah, it's, it, it just really is. You know, I've, I, I mean, I've, 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 I, I periodically, like I said, I, I, I have looped for for actresses, you know, that like can't aren't in town to do their, or I used to. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't done this in a while either. Um, for people in their films that they can't go in and, and do their pickups. And I have this uncanny ability to like kind of fill in small lines for people. <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I, I do, I, uh, I, right now, I, um, I, I write and perform stories around town, um, in, you know, this, this venue of thing like, uh, like, sort of like moth radio, where, okay. you know, you tell, people tell their stories and, and they're, well, I have my husband and, and, um, and I and another woman, um, uh, have one of those at the Victory Theater here in town called Backstory which we, and we normally, you know, have other people do it, but periodically I will write a story and do it, or I go to tell it and I tell stories. So I use my voice, but I, but I, but mm-hmm. I also, my acting and, and theater and everything else, it's sort of combined. So mm-hmm. there, long story short. <laughs> you know, I was looking on your IMDb resume the other day, and you are actually in a small part in one of my favorite all-time movies, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a story. Yeah, yeah, tell me about that. Well, actually, Bill Deere, the director of that, um, is the person responsible for getting me my SAG card, and that and that happened um, back in uh, when I was living in Denver, and he was doing a commercial <laughs> there for a uh, an oil company or a bank company investment company I can't remember but uh, he cast me in this he did the most incredible commercials that Bill did he they always had a story to them and everything and I played like a like a scene out of a Oklahoma where they, they discovered oil and we had oil spurting out and I swung I mean it was just great I mean it was an acting job you know my first SAG job mm-hmm. and he I auditioned there in Denver and I I got it and so he um, then when he st- he did the movie um, Time Rider, okay, and um, I was thinking about moving to to Los Angeles from Denver, and he had me do a, a screen test with Stacy Keach maybe to do the lead in that movie. But of course, I was a really a nobody. There was no uh-huh. way that I could do that. But he did give me a role in the movie, so I so I had so then I had that and I had a, another commercial then here in Los Angeles when I first got it a, a Budweiser commercial with that he directed and so then when Harry and the Hendersons came up he gave me this role and it was longer it was a longer this always happens you know longer bigger role oh, wow. in, in, in something that gets cut down it always, I mean, it happens. I've been cut out of movies. I've done movies where I've had like, you know, really, really big parts in, and then they cut the character out because oh, wow. it's, because your character happens to have like 10 minutes. And so, mm-hmm. and the, and, and the thing's 10 minutes. So they only mm-hmm. refer to you or something. Still get residuals for it, of but course, it's really yeah. disappointing. <laughs> and that's what happened in this one. So I became the screaming woman. 
I'm in a hot tub and Harry comes okay. through and, and he comes through and I scream and that's all it is. But it was bigger than that to start off. <laughs> it's funny because when I when I saw such screaming woman on IMDb, that's that that's the scene that I could think of that you could have been. Because I can't think of another like prominent screaming woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And there's Piggy. Piggy was really well well known for her screaming. It's so true. I guess it's kind of typecasting or something. There you go. <laughs> screaming woman. I know. And I'm in movies, you know, like as the, let's see, in Mad, let's see, what is it? Mad Mad, no. Gosh, what is it? Al Pacino. That I'm, vo- I'm about voiceovers, you know, and I, I, I have been uh, crying babies uh-huh. in movies and stuff like that, that, you know, I, I, luckily I don't have the, the credit as crying baby or, (laughs) (laughs) or, 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 or like I did one, like a, like in a, um, pilot that never went, but I was the, I, you know, I was a crying, screaming, um, whimpering person, you know, that mm. I could have had, I could have had that on my resume too. <laughs> Cause it's funny. So I'm, I do a lot more things than you. I mean, with voiceovers, you can do things and people don't know. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You can go around that's, town. People don't take pictures of you. That's, cor- that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> that's correct. They only get to know who you are if you want them to know. Yep. Exactly. Oh, voiceover. You know, I'm telling you that there's nothing better than the, than voiceover work and the community and uh, of, of voiceover actors because they are hired because they're good mm-hmm. that's it doesn't make any difference what they look like yep. it doesn't make any difference anything about it it's simply because they're brilliant and this city is just overrun with incredible talent i mean the people that i have been so blessed to work with i can do nothing but just bow and grovel at their talent and it's like the it's the test it's the true test you know because you you just can't it doesn't make any difference like i said what what you look like you know it's what you sound like and mm-hmm. what you know the heart and stuff you know like i've, I've watched some of your other or um, podcasts or listened to them excuse me and 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 they're just, I'm, I just love the people that are in the business. Yeah. That's why I love talking to you guys. It's, it's, it's oh, taking yeah. me back to my childhood and you, like you said, the community, especially back in the eighties, you just were, you guys were so tight as a community and you can see oh, that in everything you did. Yeah. And you see somebody, you know, at an audition or, or on the street or where, you know, wherever it is. And you just are so happy to see each other mm-hmm. because, well, and that's the truth with these, for me. My 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 whole experience in 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 the entertainment industry, all around, has been nothing but but exquisitely joyful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people that I I have met in this industry are superior people, um, stellar people, and and the voiceover the voiceovers it's so pure. It's just so pure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I, have, I mean, you know, I'm doing the, uh, you know, the uh, live 
storytelling that mm-hmm. I do periodically. I'm doing that in November, on November 11th here in town. You know, I'm telling a story, a, a real story, a personal story at a venue called Tell It um, in November. But um, I'm spending a lot of time right now with, um, I'm, a, I'm a sculptor. Nice. And I um, am making these beautiful sculptures. Well, they're not beautiful. They're fun. They're, they're kind of creatures. And, they, you know, I used to sculpt in clay, and now I have turned to paper mache. I studied for a while with a wonderful man from Mexico, Joel Garcia, who um, taught me all of the um, Mexican, you know, craftsmanship mm-hmm. of it. Now I'm trying to take my style and the Mexican style and combine it into my own work. And I'm being pretty successful, and I'm loving it, and I'm really um, loving being in my studio. Do you sell those online, or is it just like a, a gallery that you do? Um, I I am trying to build a body of work so that I can actually set it up and sell them. Yes, on online probably. Um, but at this point, I'm still like because I'm I'm really trying to get down this this style mm-hmm. and and stuff. I'm waiting until I actually have a body of work, and then I'm gonna yeah going to go public. That makes sense. Let me know when you do, because I'd love to check it out. Okay. And Lori, like I said, huge, huge fan of your your, your work and, of course, Muppet Babies. So this has truly been a pleasure. Oh, I'm so glad. And you're such a sweetheart. I try. It was really, really nice to talk to you. And, uh, and, and thank you for doing this. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Because, yeah, I, I do it for myself, but I know it brings a lot of other people pleasure as well hearing these stories. So it's just a blast talking with you. Oh, good. Good. I hope that we get to talk again. I hope so, too. Can I have you close out the episode as Miss Piggy? <laughs> okay, Tim, thank you. Um, I just um, um, want to say that, um, that little things matter and that you should always take care of yourself and others especially pigs and frogs. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tim. This has been really a lot of fun. Yippee skippy. (laughs) Love it, Lori. That's so awesome. Thank you. So again, no, seriously, thank you so much for your time. This has been an honor. Thank you, sweetheart. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.